Welcome to Risen Radio. I'm Justin. I'm Brandon. And this is a podcast that we've uh, had floating around for a while, an idea we've had floating around for a while. Um, Brandon and I did a thing last summer talking about pastoring in the pandemic. It was episode one. We never did episode two, um, the Darkville chapter. Uh, we'll have to live live another day. Uh, this is not that. This is uh, just a concept that uh, I've thrown around with some guys here at the church. Hard to get everybody in the same room at the same time. So Brandon and I happen to be in our offices at the same time today. He's up in Pennsylvania. If you don't know Brandon, I'll let him tell you a little bit about himself and uh, just fill you in. Yeah. So, hey, I'm uh, Pastor Brandon Hebner. I am the pastor here at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I've been here for now about four years. Justin and I have known each other for, for uh, 10, 12 years or, or more. Um, been good friends throughout that time and continue to touch base back and forth about what it's like to uh, serve God and lead God's people in the world in which we live. And that has been an adventure, especially over the course of the last year and a half um, as the world's gone through you know, pandemic, uh, crazy political cycle, election cycle, and everything else that's come in personal life um, between then and now. So it's it's good to touch base to talk about, you know, what it means to be faithful to God in this time. And, and I look forward to joining you today. Yeah, we, uh, we've we got a lot of big plans for this. We, Brandon and I have been podcasting, uh, unbeknownst to the whole world, for about uh, over a decade. Uh, we used to uh, just set up a uh, um, the iPhone or the recording thing on your phone and just talk, and we had aspirations of putting that out to the world. Um, glad we didn't uh, put those out to the world. Yeah, uh, we for sure. We were not very professional back then. N- nothing too crazy, but uh, we uh, we have learned a lot since those days. And uh, maybe this show, who knows? You know, we we talk. We we have a lot of interest uh, um, in uh, a lot of different. Uh, fields uh and, and and realms of of life so this show could turn into a lot of things it could it could be a conversation uh, around um, um all sorts of things that intersect with our faith but um kind of wanted to get it started today just with a brief conversation about something that uh both of us uh, agree is an important um uh, important topic uh from very important passage of scripture um about what is the what should be our one aspiration as Christians? If we if we had one goal, if we set one goal, um, you know, in this world there are so many metrics by which we are judged and by which we judge ourselves. There are so many um, goalposts that we, you know, we, we measure ourselves by and that we, you know, judge ourselves by and that we set for ourselves. But the Bible actually gives us um, a pretty clear idea of what our goal should be um and it's so relieving and it's so freeing if we learn to live by this goal um at the same time it's so important that we do live by this goal because it's what actually god is looking for and and what god is honored by um so uh Brandon, how about you read the scripture that inspired this conversation? Um, it'll be, it's in the comments of our chat here. Uh, it's from the English Standard Version. Look it up in your favorite translation. Um, it's pretty pretty similar in, in any any Bible translation. Um, it it uh, um, carries a, a very important message. So Brandon, how about you read it for us? Yeah, sure thing. First Corinthians 4.2, uh, 
Paul writes, moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Nice little short verse there. Uh, yeah, and I think that comes from a passage, uh, a greater passage, where Paul is is not defending his ministry, but kind of defining it and, and kind of articulating, you know, yeah. uh, what he's faced uh, in, in dealing with criticism. You know, I think after that, he goes on to say, you know, it's it's not a big deal at all for me to be judged by other people, which I think that reveals that at times it was a very big deal for Paul to be judged because he took that personally, but he learned to not. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's writing about, uh, you know, as we are all servants of Christ, we are all stewards of some gift from God. Um, some of us have are stewards of, of many different gifts from God, but all of us are stewards of gifts uh, that God has given um, through Christ that we have been blessed with uh, and, are, and are accountable for. Um, and Paul says, knowing that and establishing that, um, the the one requirement that God levies His stewards is that we be faithful. Um, so, Brandon, what does that say to you? And, and what does that you know kind of in brief or in, in however long you want to go with it? What does that say to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it it says a whole lot in a very short space. I mean, right? So, so Pastor Justin talked about how in this piece of Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, you know, he, he's been kind of laying out the scope and the span and, 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 you know, the, the, the boundaries of what his ministries entailed. And he's doing it in response to these factions that have popped up in the Corinthian church. And, uh, he really has no time for that kind of divisiveness. Um, when you hear the word steward, right, we were talking about this before the recording started. It seems like when people hear that, especially in the church, um, they hear steward, they hear stewardship, their mind automatically goes to money, and then they stop listening because, right, we don't like to talk about money. We don't like to hear about money because it hurts when you talk about my wallet. But, you know, when I hear a verse like this, my mind automatically goes back to the beginning of uh, Genesis and in chapter 2 where God created, you know, Adam from the dust of the earth and, and placed him in the garden to tend and to keep it, Um and, and that image of tending and keeping is the image of stewardship, right? That, that the first man was created for the purpose of being a steward. Um, you know, you look at other translations of this verse from 1 Corinthians 4, the New International, you know, the version of the NIV, those uh, who have been given a trust, those who've been trusted with something, um, they must prove faithful, right? This notion that, that being a steward is... Uh, caring for tending and keeping the things that God has trusted us with um, and, the, and the measure by which we are uh, evaluated is our faithfulness. Um, the, the, the measure to which we've been a good steward is how faithful have you been tending and keeping this thing that God's trusted you with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Justin's added a few other things uh in the chat you know matthew 25 14 to 15 for it will be like a man going on a journey calls his servants and entrusted to them the servants his property uh, to one he gave five talents to another two to another one to each one according to their ability and then the man went away uh skipping on into the 21st verse of that chapter the master said to um uh expect that this is the first servant well done good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a little, I will set uh, you over much. I will I will make you a steward over more things. Enter into the joy of your master. 
um, yeah, feel free I, to I, jump I, in and say I what you want. Put, yeah, I, that, that scripture was on my mind when you were when you were talking. Um, something you said made me think, uh, made me remember this is this this passage is directly. I'm sure Paul had this on his mind if he had you know had gotten his hands on that sermon from Jesus. Um, you you think about the concept where Jesus told that parable that you know the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like this that there's a master. Guess who? You know, uh, every parable there's there's a picture of God and there's a picture of us. And you know, there's there's a master who entrusted and that that's such a weighted word entrusted his property to his servants. So you've got all these you know from God to us. You know, it's his property. We're his servants. And he's there's a flow from him to us. He's handing us something. He's is exchanging, um, you know, for the gift of life he's given us. You know, and he's giving us something that we might live for and use uh, in our lives. And um, you know, the, but you know, everybody knows how that parable goes. The five, the guy with the five takes it, invests. The guy with the two takes it, invests. The guy with the one is work you know, has imagined God to be this ferocious, you know, malevolent. Um, yeah. you know, insatiable being, and he's yeah. uh, worried. He's like, you're unpleasable. So I, I just uh, put it on a shelf and hey, here it is. Um, but to the two, the master says, well done. You've been faithful. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does he say, man, great job. You doubled the, the size. It, it wasn't a, the metrics. The metrics of success wasn't uh, and weren't hey, you made this much money or you accomplished this much good. It was you were faithful. You know, the guy with the five and the guy with the two both received the same greeting and welcome and validation from God. So I think it's important that we, you know, for me, you know, as a pastor, this is life-saving because immediately, you know, there it the, the all the different things that go on in church and in any given environment with ministry, you judge yourself based on so many different metrics and so many different categories. Um, and that is a miserable way to live. Now, I live that way a lot of the time. So I'm condemning myself. Same there. here. But, you know, I think you, yeah. you think about all of us, you know, we, we strive for more. We strive for better. We strive for most, uh, you know, whether you're a parent or a teacher or both or you're, you know, in any film, any field, of course, you want to progress. Of course, you want to you want to make it as you deem making it. And I think this world, you know, obviously this world elevates certain people who make it in certain ways and accomplish certain things. And we automatically feel as if we haven't we've missed the mark if we don't get that um we don't get those same uh you know uh, affirmations and, and 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 you know uh um aren't lauded like you know the re- other people aren't and that that is um i think god really wants to save all of us from you know this 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 world we think about the world being this sinful vile system and there are plenty of sinful vile things but I think one of the things uh, when it comes to living like the world and, and walking in the way of the world is is this, is judging yourself and measuring yourself in a way that will you'll never you'll never be satisfied and you'll never you'll never receive that that you're looking for. Um, so I think yeah, what because this really at the falls, end of the day, go, go ahead. 
so, sorry. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the metric that God uses to judge us by, right? Yeah. Not, not what have you done? What haven't you done? But, but have you been faithful? You know, um, the, the, the thing at the end of the pair at, at the, at this parable that the master tells the, the servant who just put the talent up on the shelf is, is something similar to like, you know, if you had at least invested this, right. And earned a little bit of interest off of it, you could have returned me what was mine with, with the interest, right. It would have at least sat there and done something. Uh, but instead, you just sit it on the shelf and wasted it. What what the inverse of that is, if if had this servant invest the talent and the market crashed, right, and lost the initial talent, the master probably would have still said, well, you at least invested it. You were at least faithful with it. You can't, you know, determine that outcome, right? You were a good steward of it and, and something else, you know, lost the profit. The, the point wasn't yeah. the profit. The point was... How do you use what God has given you mm-hmm. for the sake of God's glory? Mm-hmm. So and sorry, but yeah, but this no, boils no, down to no. That's fine. Jump. You know, this we're going back and forth with this. I think that's um, you know, all of us. We all have our own stories and our own experiences of feeling like we missed the mark and 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 fail. But you know, of course, you know, theologically, you know, we all know this. And I think it's so weird how we get out. Of, we lose sight of what it what what our faith actually teaches and what we actually believe we all believe that we've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark. You know, we've all failed to please God in and of ourselves. Yet it, 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 we so quickly go back into that mode, even as professing believers, you know, in Christ alone, nothing in my hands I bring simply to the cross I cling. You know, we, we take from the table, we, you know, we're, we're, we're baptized into the church. We profess that we are resting in Christ alone, yet no sooner do we go out into the world and we, are putting a weight on our shoulders that we cannot bear. Um, and I, I just feel like there's so many, I feel like the world today is so restless. And I think this real ultimately comes down to rest. You know, who are you resting in Christ? Um, and when you are resting in Christ and you're trusting in Christ, you're more free to use what he's given you and honor him and glorify him with it without, and, and knowing that you're doing what you can do as a servant of his, being faithful to him and you're trusting the results into his hands. Um, and you're, you're, you're laying them at his feet. Um, and I think that, you know, in ministry, it's so tempting to, to lose sight of that. You know, I mean, Brandon can probably echo this at the end. There are some Sundays where you just feel like, you know, what good did I do? Um, you know, um, and, our churches have different ways of response. People respond in different ways. And some churches, you know, obviously Baptist circles, there's a, there's a physical response. But still, yet, yeah, I mean, just the presence of people gives you that validation. The people's comments, you know, you wait for that stuff and growth or no growth. I don't know, Brandon, maybe you can talk about your own experience with that. Not to, uh, you know, of, of that. I'm assuming that both of us have struggled with that. You know, I think that's something that goes without oh, saying. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, every Sunday. And, and I think the thing is, you know, I don't think it matters which, you know, flavor of Christianity you, you, you use to speak with, you know, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, whatever. Um, for, for those who are in ministry, I, I know that anyone who preaches and, and tries to be faithful stewards of the word as we point to Jesus and tell people about the promise of, of the resurrection and what that does to save us, you know, from the moment that, that, that Jesus comes you know, to us claims this as his own and, and sends us back out into the world as, as his ambassadors, you know, as people trusted with that, 
you know, to, to hear on, on a Sunday morning, you know, well, good sermon pastor, good sermon pastor. And it's just kind of like, well, wait a minute, what was good about it? You know, how was it faithful? What was it about that, that, that worked in you by the, by the, by the, the presence of the spirit to, to, to better tend and keep your life and your relationship with God and your relationship with the neighbor that God's called you to love? Like how, what is it? that, that makes that faithful, you know? And, and so in conversation with people, you know, as, as, as people who preach and teach and do all that, it's really easy to, to get sunk into that. Well, you know, I started losing people. I started, started seeing them not off, you know, during, during worship, like, like what good did that do? Um, when at the end of the day, how we, you know, process and reflect and prepare for the next week. And the next time we interact with people um, from the office of pastor, it is you know, what's faithful, um, what's faithful for us as our own, you know, walk of discipleship, what's faithful for the way that we, we carry out our office, um, what's faithful as we meet people in the throes of grief and death and loss and all of that, that comes with it. Um, and, yeah. and, and so then, you know, what, what I think we hope to, encourage people with is that it's not just, you know, we, we pull up the, the parable of the talents, right? You know, that there's one about money. We talk about our role as, as stewards of, of a, a flock or a, a church or a congregation. It's the same with, you know, our relationship um, as, as two people who are husbands, as you who are listening, who may be wives, right? Uh, you who may be listening as parents, yeah. Um, as children, as co-workers, as people yeah. in Any your profession. own vocation yeah. and occupation, right? I anything that you do, you've been trusted with something. Mm -hmm. And and how are you faithful in that, in your relationships, in your work, um, in your daily walk with Jesus? What does it look like to be a steward yeah. in those places? And what, what reflects and models faithfulness? And I think that part of that, you know, it's not a... Um, you, you, you may say, well, you know, what happens if I'm just, you know, if I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm faithful and, and I get my, I get focused on trying to be faithful. And, you know, there's part of us that worries because we still, we still want that. We still want that sense of something being accomplished. Right. Um, because the master in that parable, he was gone for a long time. Emphasis in that first few verses, he was gone for a long time. Um, I think actually it says uh, in verse number um, da, 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 somewhere in there, oh, in verse 19 of Matthew 25. Now, after a long time, the master of the servants came in return. So, you know, they didn't have this conversation with the master every night, you know, to, to, to give them that, that, hey, you're, you're doing OK. But I think where it comes for us as Christians, um, we've got to be we've got to constantly and, and and you know be in a constant place of prayer and uh devotion to to, to christ and and you know our prayer life is it's so imperative that we you know every single day that you know because there are days that you struggle and if you let your minds entertain that struggle and 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 you know get obsessed with that struggle and obsessed with numbers and you know, uh, responses and, you know, you know, you're trying to teach a classroom of kids that just aren't get that they're just not getting it. Right. Or you're trying to raise, you know, uh, three kids and two of them are doing great. And one of them just isn't, you know, it just isn't 
in a good place and you know you you're doing everything you can you know or you're trying to 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 work out a marriage and you know you're doing your part and they aren't you know or you know it's things just aren't that things aren't as healthy as you wish they would be um or maybe you're just working a nine to five and it's just you know it's a miserable experience you know coworkers are are not easy to deal with and uh, you know, the, the, the grind is just not really, you know, it's not fulfilling you. And, and, you know, those places, I think the average person, you know, we're all average people, the average person that gets in, in life, um, we are just a, a couple of, of, you know, couple of days away from being in a really, really tough place. Um, I think, I think we, we let, we let, we underestimate what we're dealing with and we let that go. And we wonder why we're so grumpy. We wonder why we're so unpleasable. We wonder why we're so out of sorts, you know, and I think all that stuff is a result of having our goals misplaced, uh, having our own, our, our, our own, um, flesh, uh, judge, you know, being judged and condemned by our own flesh and I think it's also resulted just our prayer life's not being what they need to be because we're not taking what we're doing and giving it to God and saying, okay, God, I've done what I can do. You know, can I be more faithful? Um, it, 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 am I, am I doing as your word tells me to do? Um, it's that conversation that keeps you, that gets you to the next day. Um, you know, and it's, uh, I think that's important. You know, the, the, the apostle Paul in, in, in first Corinthians four, you know, talks about later on, you know, I think he said this in chapter three, that, you know, that about watering and someone else, or he planted, someone else came along and watered, but God gave the increase. Um, you know, God when you're, gave the growth. Yeah. yeah. And when you're, you know, when you're planting something, if you're, you know, if you're planting flowers or, or, or vegetables or fruit, you have to tend to the plant. Um, but you're still trusting in all the process, all the, the miracles of science and nature. You're just, you're still trusting in God's system to do all the hard stuff. You're just, putting a little water on it or some fertilizer on it. Um, And that tending to it is important. And I think that's just part of, uh, you know, learning to trust the Lord with what you can't do and what he can do, Um, doing everything that you can do um, to that point. And uh, so that's what I've learned about faithfulness. And I think that, you know, anybody uh, that that's such a key to finding peace and finding, um, finding a, a solace in, in a world that doesn't always reciprocate and doesn't always, you know, g- give back, you know, um, and there's not always something that comes out. You, you put quarter after quarter in the slot machine and you're just sitting there pulling the lever or whatever. And there's just, you know, you're like, where's it at? You know? Um, and, and that's, uh, I think God wants us to live a much freer and a, and a much, um, frankly a much better there's a much better life um not monetary or or physical speak physically speaking but spiritually speaking um there's a there's a better way and you know the 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 beauty of you know that that passage from first corinthians 4 and and the other places in scripture where we see god um, interacting with people or Jesus teaching through these, these parables and sermons, you know, um, I, I love how in this verse, you know, stewardship is, uh, put right aside faithfulness, right? Right. They're, they, 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 they get married together in this way. And when we, when we talk and when we think about 
faith and what it means to be faithful, we, we, we often talk about our belief, um, our, you know, what, what we think and understand and, and believe about who God is and what Jesus did for us and what the resurrection promise means and how the spirit works in our world. But, you know, I think the other piece of that is we, we also need to hear faith or belief in that language of trusting, right? We trust in the God who created us. We trust that the resurrection promise is for us. We trust the Spirit's been given to us to do these things. Um, and, and so it, on one hand, we are trusting God above all things and trusting God with our resources, our burdens, um, all that we are and all that we have. But at the same time, right, to be a steward means that God has trusted us with something. Right. God trusts us regardless of how how sinful, how broken, how weak, how inferior we, we are or we feel or we seem to be. God still comes near and says, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an empowering and, and so that, thing. That you know? relationship of trust really is liberating in a way that so often it's easy to just beat ourselves down. And, yeah. and like like Pastor Justin said, there is a better way. And, and that better way is so different than a way that we would ever perceive for ourselves. Yeah. And it's, you know, it kind of goes back to the story of Job, you know, that God saw fit that he could be tested in that sense. And it's not, it, it, you know, don't want to, don't want to get, paint the wrong picture. I don't think it's a situation where, you know, Hey, I'm going to be faithful to God. So God's going to give me a promotion or God's going to give me, you know, the idea of, you know, entering into the joys of the living. Like I think that that parable is not saying, Hey, you know, God's going to take you up to the next level. You know, if you check these boxes, it could be that you're like Joseph and God take you to a lower level. Right. Um, But of course, the story of Joseph, um, so monumental because he was faithful in the hardest of times. Uh, And every time he was faithful, it seemed like he got a demotion in the grand scheme of life. But his faithfulness did not waver because this as, as the scripture reminds us over and over again in Genesis, the Lord was with Joseph, um, and nobody was more aware of that than Joseph. Joseph knew God was with him, and Joseph defined himself and really, you know, led his life from that place that God is with me. Yep. So what when life throws a curveball? Now what when life has set me back? He lived from that place. God is with me. Now what? What's next? And Hey, I've got to be faithful because God has been faithful to me. God has not left me. So I'm going to be faithful to him. Um, and, you know, if we define ourselves by that, you know, I've got God and God's got me. And, you know, what, what else, you know, what, what more do I need, you know, living in that place of, you know, Philippians four, you know, that place, whether we're abound or whether we abound or are abased, you know, living from that place of contentment, um, you know, this conversation can go all sorts of directions, but I think we we've, I think we've ironed out the simple idea that God wants us to get from the scripture that we as God's people have been entrusted with so much, have been blessed with so much. God trusts us with different tasks, different opportunities, different roles. How can we honor him, please him and, and glorify him in those avenues and on those pathways? And ultimately, it comes down to the simple reality of be faithful, uh, be faithful to God uh, by being loving to our neighbor. We're authenticating that faithfulness. We're you know, activating that faithfulness 
by, you know, being good and being uh, pure hearted. You know, there's so many ways to extend to, to apply what it means to be faithful. But ultimately, it comes down to just being Christ-like, you know. And what did Christ do? He honored his heavenly father and he died for his brother and sister. Um, and in a nutshell, uh, that that is what has given him a seat at the right hand of God. And if we're in Christ, then that's our own. Uh, that that's our seat of power and our seat of rest. So, um, you know, that, that, that should really center our focus. I think it should really kind of synchronize our expectations and our, um, our motivation. Amen. Well, Brandon, I think that was a good conversation. I know it helped me a lot to kind of hear your, uh, your, the great points you brought to the table. Um, and I hope oh, that it, yeah, uh, it's always good to, uh, so it's, it's always good to be, you know, mutually affirmed and mutually refreshed by yeah. iron sharpens iron by, and, by a brother uh, or sister in Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. So any, any time that, you know, that that's another part of that stewardship, you know, we're trusted with our, our relationship. So any way that we, we can always care for one another and, and reaffirm one another in the, in the gospel, that's, that's what God calls all of us to do. So yeah. It's well, been, folks, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if this was a blessing to you, uh, let us know. Um, however, comment. Uh, this should be posted. You probably found this on Facebook, but we'll share this in various ways. Uh, Brandon and I will try to do this again um, uh, when time allows. Hopefully next week. Um, if there's any con- any ideas, verses, scripture, uh, scripture topics, themes from scripture you'd like us to talk about as we get more and more in the rhythm of doing this, we'll hopefully um, get you guys involved. So. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, ladies and uh, and gentlemen, for being a part of this conversation and listening. Until then, uh, I'm Justin. I'm Brandon. And thanks for listening to Risen Radio. Take care. <laughs>